Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. We are live. We are live. We are large and in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Nicole, welcome back to the Sparkle Hour. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh my God, so silly today. I'm so excited to be back. Oh my God, me too. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute since we've been able to just sit down together and talk about some good stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, a lot of guests and a lot of people coming up. And so this is nice to just kind of chill with my cousin. Hey. Hi. And we have actually a kind of a deep topic today, too. So it's actually important that we're able to just ground down together and, you know, shed some light on this stuff because I think it's really important, especially for our listeners at this day and age. It totally is. So, you know, we're going to talk about fear today. Hey. And if you ha- and now. If you have a pulse, this is an issue that you're dealing with. (laughs) Yes. Way back in season one, we first launched with the idea of having healthy ways to handle fear and uncertainty. And, you know, that is not something that you just do once and you're done. Because fears and uncertainties are things that we as human beings on a crazy ass planet deal with every damn day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And in fact, you and I have built businesses on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And I mean, even within that, you know, just having your own business and everything that that involves, like, oh my gosh, if that doesn't bring up some fear and uncertainty, you might be a robot. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of that Redneck series. You might be a redneck. You might be a robot. (laughs) If (laughs) If you don't have fear, you might be a robot. For real. Mm hmm. Yeah, so what we want to do is we want to shed a little bit of light, go into more detail on the story of fear, basically, like what is it, what kinds are there? Mm -hmm. You know, fear can actually be a teacher, Uh, it can be very useful, and it also can be very crippling. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive into that and talk about some of the ways that, you know, we talk about sparkling shit out and sparkling, being in the sparkle zone, managing fear and knowing how to identify it and what and how useful it can be, I think, is definitely a sparkle skill, don't you think? Oh, hell yes. It's absolutely like one of your top sparkle skills that you want to be able to master um, mm-hmm. forward in life in a healthy way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So sparkle school is in session. Hey. <laughs> fear 101. Fear 101. <laughs> Fuck fear. No, I'm kidding. Fear. So here's the thing with fear. We mentioned this. It does take on many forms. And I think there's probably four that we can really identify and talk about a little more in depth. Mm. There's natural fears. There's useful fears. There's destructive fear. And then there's those limiting fears. Mm. So let's take a little bit of time and unpack those together, shall we? Yes, let's. <laughs> so let's talk first about natural fear. You know quite a bit about how fear started in our brains and like what its place is biologically, physiologically. Tell us a little bit more about that. Right. So, you know, when you think about the components of being human that motivate us, 
you know, love motivates us, Mm -hmm. hunger motivates us, eating, breathing, all those things. But fear is definitely one of those core components of who we are and how we manage the world. And fear is natural fear is so needed or none of us would be here. (laughs) It's a survival skill, right? It is totally a survival skill, right? (laughs) Yes. Right. So when you think about how the brain works, it is very primal. And someone the other day, it was so interesting, and I can't remember where I heard this or saw this because I watch a lot of stuff and listen to a lot of things, that they were talking about, oh, it was Seth Godin's podcast called Akimbo. Yeah. And it was one of the ones he was talking about the brain and that our brain doesn't speak English. <laughs> you know? No, especially if you're not a native English speaker. Right. It doesn't attach to language in that way. Our, our brain functions for primal for survival. It functions in very primal ways and it lights up and yeah, primal response and that it doesn't speak English and it doesn't speak French and it it doesn't respond in those ways. And so that natural response to fear is one of the key components of survival for the human race, for animals, for all of it, you know, Um, it becomes a part of their day-to-day patterns of being. And so that patterning of being around fear keeps us safe. We need fear. We just do. Because what it does is it helps us pivot and it helps us survive and stay here longer. So that reptilian brain, sometimes people will call it, that we have is it, from a base standpoint, it keeps us safe. Like, you know, it it makes us fear something new, you know. So that thing's new. I don't know what it is. So your reptilian brain's going to say, don't go over there. It's unsafe. That's survival. (laughs) Right. It's going to say, you know, stay with the pack because there's safety in numbers. Don't separate from the group because we've all watched Natural Geographic and see what happens when that one antelope gets separated from the group. That poor baby antelope. It ain't cool. It's not cool. Right. So fear for survival comes up in a lot of ways. It's just because we've evolved as humankind and, you know, our base needs pretty much have been met at this point for most of us on the planet. We have our survival covered. It doesn't mean that that fear voice goes away. It just finds new places to hang itself. And so we have had to learn how to manage that fear and navigate it. So that natural fear is a good fear. It keeps you safe. It keeps you from thinking, you know, leaning off a cliff to get a better look is not a good idea. Staying with the group, eating, drinking, all those things. That's what natural fear is. And it is one of our most basic gifts as a human being to keep us here. So that's the sort of fear that if you come across it, when it comes up in your life, that's not the sort of thing that you want to ignore. It's the sort of thing that you're like, okay, I welcome this. This is fine. Mm -hmm. This is going to allow me to spend another day, you know, being. (laughs) Yeah. So there's another sort of... So simple. (laughs) So simple, right? You just put it so simply, yes. It's just basic, right? (laughs) It's basic fear and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Right. Don't be scared of this one. <laughs> this one is your friend. It's natural for a reason. Now there's sort of a bit of a nuance that happens with this. So you've got these natural fears, this base primal instinct, but what about fear that becomes a little bit more useful? Because this is certainly useful, but is there anything different? Is there a little bit of a shift that takes place? What kind of fears could be maybe classified as helpful to us in addition to, you know, basic let's not die today stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas off the top of your head too? Well, I was thinking that it's sort of very much like the natural fear, but it's sort of, you know, it's kind of evolved a bit with us so that where 
a useful fear could be maybe something that we've learned that could you know cause harm to us physically, emotionally, or spiritually, such as you know when you've had some sort of a painful or maybe even a traumatic experience, then when you see that repeating throughout your life, you can begin to realize, oh, it's useful for me not to allow myself to get into that situation again because it has harmed me in the past. So that's where I would think, you know, a useful fear takes place where it's not necessarily like, you know, alligators going to eat me or things like that, but Hey, maybe this person or this place or this particular behavior, I must stay away from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the natural fears are that are that base survival instinct that if you want to call it that and this useful fear is definitely where have I seen this before? You know, is this person giving me a feeling that I feel very uncomfortable about? You know, this useful fear, I think, is really kind of connected with that intuition, you know, and following your gut. You know, we see it as fear, but actually a lot of times it's intuition, getting your attention through fear, right? So I think that that useful fear is like, if this is something I've experienced in the past and I don't want that for myself anymore, then it gets our attention and we can pivot and move away from it. So it's not that base unnamed natural fear. It's useful. It's learned. It's been a pattern that we don't want to recreate. And a lot of times it's our intuition. Absolutely. So it's experiential and it's intuitively based. So you may feel it in your body. You may feel it in your chest. You may feel it in your throat. You may feel it in your gut. You may feel it in sweaty palms or, you know, however it physically manifests in you. That's an indication that there's a useful fear being brought to your attention. So Let's explore those a little bit more then. (laughs) So then the next one that we wanted to talk about is destructive fear. What kind of fears could be classified as destructive to us where like maybe paralyzing type fears? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think when it comes right down to that, destructive fear is, it's the thing that keeps us stuck. It's the thing that freezes us. Destructive fear God, it can mean so many things, but I think what it really boils down to is if, you know, if you've been harmed in some way in your life and you've experienced some kind of traumatic event, what happens is that event ends, but the fear stays and it becomes so much a part of who we are. And it can be very destructive in that that fear of experiencing the thing again will hold us hostage or that destructive fear causes us to find our place, ourselves in places of numbing, like by using substances or numbing out in whatever, ever way that may be. And it, it becomes a liar. <laughs> Basically, the destructive fear is a liar in our heads. I would totally agree. I think another arm to that, or perhaps like it's twin, <laughs> it's symbiotic twin, is that a destructive fear can be the sort of thing where when you're told like to face your fears, there can be a very unhealthy way of doing that where you're not thinking it through clearly, where you're not listening to the intuition, where you're not really looking at the evidence, but you're doing things in a way that you don't want to feel it anymore. You don't want to feel that fear anymore. So you might do things that are like physically dangerous for you. That's not necessarily a healthy thing to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Trying to shut it down through Yeah. Different types of ways. I think destructive fear also is when we, you know, it's that whole other thing, you know, um, when we're taught to fear something, that primal fear of what we don't understand or that is different than us turns into a pattern of behavior that becomes destructive towards other people. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I mean, my God, our country right now is the embodiment of destructive fear. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And in so many ways. And, you know, certainly there's a lot of trouble in the U.S. right now and destructive fear, keeping people at bay, keeping people that look and sound and think a little bit differently than we might, you know, playing on that fear and feeding into it is very destructive, not just for the person who's being vilified. Mm hmm but also for the person who is holding on to that fear. That's incredibly destructive. Mm -hmm. um, because it's a lie. It's, it, there's no truth to it. There's no truth to it. The truth is that we're all one. Like we're all really connected beings and we may look differently on the outside and we have different experiences bringing us to this place, but we're all interconnected beings. And it's, if I'm hurting you, I'm also hurting me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's a gross one, but it's so, I mean, I think, you know, so much of what we see when it comes down to how fear manifests around us really is this, this destructive piece. It's trauma, it's substance abuse, it's numbing, it's re-traumatizing yourself, you know, it's you know, traumatizing each other because of these unbased and unfounded fears that we have, that other people are dangerous. I mean, like I, I saw, I think it was on it's probably Twitter because Twitter is just like the cesspool of everything. Oh, I can't even go there anymore. My husband's addicted to Twitter. But basically <laughs> this person said that all Democrats needed to be lined up and shot. What? Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so we went from being whiny liberals to now we need to be annihilated. And I'm like, and, and people think that's just kind of tongue in cheek, but that's how things like that start. So, you know, destructive fear, ugh, big one right now in our country. Oh, huge. And around the world, you know, you see that kind of breakdown globally. It's mm -hmm. not just, you know, it's not just us, unfortunately. It's like people are scared of each other and it, it plays out in just these just horrid ways all mm -hmm. over the place. So Right. And we don't want you to put your head in the sand about it, but we also want you to not, you know, think about your role and don't participate. When you sparkle right. something out, man, you're not buying into the hype and the bullshit. <laughs> exactly. So, and then another kind of morph of fear is limiting fears, sort of the fears that, that keep you from being your better self, the kind of fears that keep you from reaching out and expanding. And let's talk a little bit more about that one. Yeah. If you're in the online personal development coaching world or healing world, you probably heard of this called limiting beliefs. <laughs> this is the fear of, I want something, but I feel I, I can't, I don't know if I can reach it, or I don't know if that's available to me or am I worth it or my family don't do that that's not who we are in the world there's limiting beliefs of they're literally limiting beliefs it's a belief that you can't have something or that you're not worthy that you're something. not enough yeah that you're not enough and that can look like your own personal you know recording going on in your brain it can be what you're hearing from the people around you but that's literally what it is it is fear that creates a limit towards having what you want in life and the you know or believing that it's possible for you. So these are all four different faces of fear, really. Not even necessarily types, but they're just different faces of fear. And yes, some of it is useful. Some of it is helpful. Some of it is destructive as hell. And some of it is incredibly limiting. And so we wanted to spend this time on our little Sparkle School episode of helping you to look at some healthy ways to handle fear and uncertainty in your life. Let's talk a little bit about ways that fear can be a teacher for us. Ways that you can maybe take some of those, not just the natural fears, but some of the ones that, you know, are learned, some of the destructive and limiting 
Let's take a look at ways that we can move past that and get out of that stuckness. Yes, well, like you just, word. Yeah, stuckness. Well, like you just said, I think knowledge is power. We say that all the time. Clarity is key and knowledge is power. So if you can identify that there are different faces of fear, then you can kind of see which one you're dealing with. You know, is it that natural innate born fear that's to keep you safe? Is it, you know, one of the others? So if you can identify what the fear is first, then that's going to help you kind of figure out how to manage it. And we believe here in the Sparkle Hour that fear can be useful and that you can learn from it and that we want you to know what those are so you can do that rather than just ignoring it. Right. Instead of just like kind of automatically bumper stickering, fear is the enemy because it's not, it's just fear and it's just a teacher and it's just useful. It's information instead of just looking at it as something to, you know, try to squash or push away, look at it, spend some time analyzing it instead of maybe just jumping right into your immediate response, hit the pause button for yourself. You know, if that's possible, hit pause, right? And then look a little bit, take a peek at the evidence that's presenting to you? Are you feeling it in your body? Is it bringing up a memory or an experience? Is it, you know, a robber in front of you? That's a natural fear that you're going to need to deal with right away. But if it's something else, then hmm, maybe you've got a little bit more control over it. Right. And the truth about fear, particularly if you've had some kind of traumatic event in your life, you know, we do tend to hone in on that a lot is that it's going to feel like a primal and safety fear when it may not be. And so if you know that to be, if you know that about yourself, it's important again to take that pause and and check in with yourself and say, is is this true? Is this useful? Because it's probably not as extreme as it feels in that moment. So like Michelle says, checking in with your body because that primal fear is going to mimic a lot of those things when it's not necessarily true. Right. Because as you mentioned at the beginning, fear doesn't speak English. It doesn't have a word language. It is all feelings. So you have to be in touch with those things. They're not to be ignored. They are here as our teachers and our our personal guidance system Mm -hmm. (laughs) built right in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you can identify which one it is and maybe even check in and see, oh my God, so like I have to write this email and and hit send and it feels like I'm standing on the edge of a cliff. Like when you can check in and see that there are these different types of fear, you can say, wow, there's a huge gap here. This Mm -hmm. is telling me something I need to know. Right. You know, and that's how it works for a lot of people on a day-to-day basis is there's a huge gap between that primal and actually it's just an email. It's just an email. feels like it. It feels worse. Yeah. And it's interesting because fear and excitement produce the same bodily sensations, like a joyful excitement, a fun feeling is the exact same bodily response as terror and fear. So it's important to identify which one you're actually dealing with. You know, that's where you can get your mind and your body connected. So you're not all just operating from mind. You're not all just operating from body, but you're really taking all the pieces into play and seeing, Hey, what the hell is going on here? What's Mm -hmm. my next step? Mm -hmm. Right. And practicing the management of fear is just that because your brain says it is a (laughs) (laughs) T-Rex. Of course, my husband has told me that T-Rexes weren't alive when human beings were. So whatever, but your brain (laughs) says it's a T-Rex. But the reality is it is just an email, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that patterning, that is a way to teach yourself and retrain your brain to 
have mastery over fear in a very different way. That's way more empowering. <laughs> way more empowering. And we're here to help you remember that you have all the power within you to make whatever changes you need to in your life, whether that's getting out of the grip of crippling fears or just smashing those limiting beliefs and letting them just float away. They don't have any more place with you where you can actually be the person that looks in the mirror and says, Oh, hell yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might feel a little scary. It might feel super exciting. It might feel both at the same time, but this is something I want to do and I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have any other examples where fear is a teacher or has, can be a teacher or has been a teacher? Mm. Not to put you on the spot here. (laughs) Times when fear has been a teacher. I think probably most recently, it's just all been personal development stuff. Really, you know, stepping out and deciding, you know, hey, you've got a message that you want to share with people. But it's scary as hell because it feels so big and it feels like it's something that what if people don't listen or what if people don't get it? And what if fill in the damn blanks, you know? But what if that's the reason I'm on this planet? What if that's the reason you're here today? What if that's the reason we've been through all the different turning points in our lives to get to where we're at right now? And if we decided, no, I'm too scared to share that. Ah, what is that teaching anybody? Is Mm -hmm. not teaching anybody anything. It's teaching to stay shut up. And I'm not here to be shut up. Right. No. So it's T-Rex scary, Mm -hmm. but the truth is that it's not dangerous. And the actual truth of it is, is that it's your purpose and passion for being here on the planet. Mm -hmm. And all those things can get lumped up together. Oh, for sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel it in my guts. (laughs) I get all nervous and stuff. But then, you know, I do some of my favorite grounding tools, my favorite grounding rituals to help me get a handle on it. And like, that's just my way of pushing the pause button whenever possible. And like, what can I do to identify what this fear feels like? Is it useful? Is it truthful? Is it something that is going to you know harm me or harm someone else if I pursue? And if I've got green lights on all those, then hell yeah, hands up, let's go like ride the roller coaster. But you know, also while you're taking that inventory, you might be able to see, oh no, you need to stop. This is going to be very painful. This is going to harm somebody. This is going to whatever. But then it's still, you're just taking that information and using it to make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. And you can make an informed decision about fear people. Yeah. You, you don't totally have can. to just react. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We don't yeah, have we... to run around with chickens so their heads cut off, which no. I think that analogy, but. I know. I know so, you're poor, you're poor chickens. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the whole skin a cat thing either. When people say that there's I like five ways, there's different ways to skin a cat. I'm like, no, <laughs> who came up with those? I mean, I get I the chicken know. one because you know, that's how people like did it and stuff, but I just don't even know, but it's Ooh. awful. Talk Ooh. about the destructive fear. That's why chickens and cats are a little sketchy. They're a like li- a uh, little, yeah. A little twitchy. <laughs> oh my God. We just named the two things, scaredy cats and chickens. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so if you feel like you're being a scaredy cat or you feel like you're too chicken to try something. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. No, I think what you're really saying in such a cool way is that, you know, 
honoring the fear and knowing that fear is useful, that it's, it's primal, it's useful, it keeps us safe. Sometimes it can get a little distorted and taking that breath and analyzing it and just saying, okay, which one of these is this? And is there a gap between where I want to be? Is this really true? Is this T-Rex scary or is it an email? Is it a, you know stepping into your power and your business and just really saying, this is my mission in my life and I want to do it. And it feels so scary, but I know I'm safe. My wise mind knows I'm safe. And so when you can kind of go through that process and pick these things apart and begin to identify them, that really does give you the power to not let yourself be stuck in with, you know, held back by fear that's not dangerous fear, you know, that it's, okay. it's something else. And we all go through this every day, almost every hour, you know, and if you've had some kind of trauma event in your life, you know, probably every second, but whenever you can take that breath and make a new choice and ask yourself those questions, that is real the, where the real power comes from. And that's what we want you to know that fear is not fear. Fear is a lot of different things. Fear is not just fear. It's a lot of different things. Right. And one of those things is it can be your ally. So that's what we're here to to share today, that you can be allied with fear. It can be your buddy. It can be your helper. It can be your guide. It can be your teacher. It can be your protector, but it doesn't have to be your oppressor. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I love that. I love that too. I think we should maybe make a workbook or something for people and they can. <laughs> yeah. Some way that they can kind of capture which different types of fear they are and kind of see what the pattern is like name it and claim it. Right. Yeah. You betcha. Okay. <laughs> Let's cool. do it. And then we'll make it available for you all in the sparkle hour community and we'll, we'll find a way for you to get your hot little hands on it. Yes. Opt in moment. Oh, here, here's yeah. Yeah, this is a, this will be a really cool freebie for y'all to really just, you know, because who doesn't, people deal with fear every day, it doesn't matter who you are. And it is all those things, a teacher, a whole, you know, something that holds you back. It can be what you make it. So let us help you with that. Pull something together for you. Yeah, we'll whip it up. Whip it up. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions or comments and you want to know maybe a little bit more about any of the types of fear or faces of fear that we've talked about today, don't hesitate to reach out to us at thesparklehour.com. And you can also join us on our Facebook page. Visit us there at The Sparkle Hour. Join our private Facebook group, When in Doubt, Sparkle That Shit Out. And as always, know that we are here and we have got your back. Yeah. We totally have your back. You are bigger than your fears for mm-hmm. sure. And if you like what you hear, please share with your people. You know, give us a review, comment. You know, all these things are really helpful because we feel like the Spark Flower has something special to say and we want more people to hear about it. So do that as well. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And we'll catch you next time on the Sparkle Hour. Bye, y'all. Bye. We love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching. And the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please.